I started volunteering to different organizations outside my school. That is how I started. And all these things give me one very interesting aspect of is is just a number because what happened was I was getting into different works. I was meeting different people, even the high level people in the country and all these activities. Some people started telling you are very young to do all these things. And I heard that few other people who are doing these amazing things, a few of my friends, they heard the same thing. And that is how the concept of global teen hero, the concept of global in terms of developing skills at early age. That time I started this online portal called Global Cover is again to talk about the things that the young people are doing around because the mainstream media at that moment was not very much focusing on the young stories. So these were a few things that really shaped what I'm doing today. Hello everyone, my name is Dean Long and welcome to the podcast Lifeline. In this podcast, I will interview people who are having a positive impact in their community and have a strong message that deserves to be shared. We will dive deeper into their journey becoming a change maker and hopefully you can take away some insights for your own journey. In today's episode, you will be meeting Ashish, a young Nepali leader who firmly believes in the power of youth, especially teenagers. Very active during his teenage years, he co-founded media platform Glocal Kabar at 18 to showcase inspiring teenagers and encourage them to continue taking action for the SDGs. Glocal quickly developed skills development programs and its flagship 20 under 20 ceremony to award and celebrate the work of teenagers in Nepal and now in all South Asia. We discuss what triggered his early social work that started during his teenage years, how he built a strong team around his mission to empower teenagers and how Glocal grew even beyond Nepal. So, um, yeah, hello, hello Ashish. Hi Dean. Namaste. Um, I'm super happy to have you Ashish on Lifeline today um, for the story we've met, we've never met in real life. I think we might, we might have passed each other in the UN office in Bangkok, but we we didn't meet. I mean, we just had a, a lot of fun calls over the last year. Um, but yeah, no, I've been following really what you do. I've, yesterday I've read all your Glocal, um, the people that shape Glocal series uh, on Facebook. <laughs> so I got a lot of insights about your life. So, uh, so I, I really hope to learn more about you. But yeah. I'm, I was always really impressed by what you are doing, uh, empowering and working with teenagers, I think, uh, in, in like social innovation skills and like showcasing them, social entrepreneurship, like all, all these cool keywords I also work with. Um, so yeah, no, uh, no, not more spoiler. Um, I will invite you to introduce yourself, where you come from, and also if you can share a bit of what you are doing uh, nowadays, that would be great. Sure, Dean. Th- thank you. Thank you to have, uh, for having me here on your podcast. Uh, and uh, yes, as you said, uh, we haven't met um, as in met physically, but yes, vir- uh, we met before this virtual world of COVID started and through virtually. So uh, it really m- means a lot to be here on the podcast and talk to you on different things. Uh, in terms of me, I 
um, as you mentioned, Asis Thakur, and I have been running this organization called Global Private Limited, uh, which has been which has been working in terms of developing teenagers, um, recognizing teenagers who are doing something good in the society. Uh, now we have we are currently in three countries in Nepal, India, and Sri Lanka, and we are also getting into other South Asian countries to first move to and then to uh, different countries as well. So we basically uh, award teenagers who are doing good, uh, and then we are into skill development uh, for a long time now. Um, we started in 2015 the whole company local, and uh, with the skill development we are working with school students, with college-going students, and also the graduates who are getting into the job, and, of course, also the people who are already on job and uh, in entrepreneurship. So uh, we have been providing them different solutions of skill developments uh, in terms of majorly employability skills. Uh, and recently, we have also started the uh, first cloud-based e-learning portal in Nepal as well called Local After School, uh, and apart from this, Glocal is also into a lot of different consulting services to different businesses in terms of CSR, the corporate social responsibility, and the branding. And that too, we relate to different skill development sectors for young people. And that is how the CSRs of different companies that we manage the portfolio for, uh, we align it accordingly. So that is basically uh, what Glocal does. And as for me, I'm also very much into the same thing um, with managing everything at Glocal, trying to connect to people like you and making the things uh, go around the world um, and learning different activities that are coming in the social uh, skill and the young sphere of uh, life around the world. So that is what I have been into then. Cool. Thank you so much. So, yeah, we'll dive deeper into all of that. Um, and yeah, no, I didn't know that you were the first uh, cloud e-learning platform. So that's great. I, I guess like with Glocal, you were the first a lot of things. <laughs> but we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, but I know that you started Glocal from... I mean, it's really linked to your personal story. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to start with that. Um, could you share with us like where did you grow i mean how, how was it when you how to say how how to phrase this sentence um because you started very early to do activities to not even like with glocal but just to I, i've read yesterday that you had the privilege to start this student club in, in the in, in the school but you were super young um but yeah could you share a bit about how you grew up about this period of time that's a nice nostalgic uh, experience to share about in terms of like, I come from uh, the southern part of Nepal, which we call Tarai, and uh, the community that lives there is Maithili, Maithili community. And I come from that community uh, and uh, till class four uh, of my education, I was studying at Lahan, which is my hometown. So um, I was considered to be a very shy kind of a child where not exactly shy, shy, but a frightened kind of a child who is frightened for everything that comes around. Uh, and I have also shared it in 
my one of my blogs uh, as how frightened I was to even see a people with a, a beard and run away from them. And today I do have my own beard, so that <laughs> that is something something uh, to see about. And um, and th- these things really matter to uh, a child when in he or she comes to the capital of the country and studying in uh, a good school where and that also I came because of in Nepal at that time Maoist insurgency was happening and uh, the schools in the Tarai uh, the southern part and different uh, ruler parts of Nepal were immediately being sucked because of the strikes the buns and everything that was happening so uh, that is how my parents decided that the education would be ruined. And then I was brought with my sister to Kathmandu for a study. And, uh, and then as well, uh, it, it is from two different perspectives uh, that my life turned into what it is today is because one was I was sigh and frightened. So I was not able to speak in class, uh, even speak, make friends or, or anything as such. Uh, and that was one of the reason uh, because of why I was bullied uh, uh, for a very longer period of time in my life uh, from different schools, like my classmates. And also because of the nature that I was very shy and not talking to other people, I was made the class captains uh, by the teachers. So it was both the pros and cons. And again, because I was a class captain and I was frightened if I do not do my job, uh, properly, I would be um, like punished by the teacher. So um, then I started naming out people, and I was kind of an obedient um, student and a child uh, because maybe because of I was frightened. So that was one, and also because of the community that I come from is uh, has been stereotyped in a lot of different terms uh, that in terms of racism, in terms of uh, ethnic uh, issues to, to come for. Um, there is a lot of, um, what you say is uh, separation in terms of a lot of things. So that was something that I had to be bullied as well for. Uh, but then these captainship of different, like since class five, I have been the captain for classes since to class 10. Uh, which started at first because of the, the frightened nature. And then I started and one fine day, uh, I, I had changed my school till then. And uh, I was studying at, at this school called Modern Indian School in Kathmandu, where um, I was again the class captain. I wrote the names of a few boys who were shouting in the class before the teacher arrived. And they were punished. There were seven boys who was punished uh, by the teacher because of their behavior in class. And it was because of me that I wrote their name. So after the teacher went down the class, I was banged on my face. And still I have a broken uh, tooth to have that remembrance. And uh, that was something which turned everything to a different sphere. So uh, I just told about that this, these are the things that happened. Um, and I had never like outcomed all these things to anybody before uh, this instance. So I, I just poured it to um, the teachers that I really admire in terms of shaping this to me uh, and the principal. And these seven boys were suspended for like seven days. And that gave me a sense that 
it is you who need to speak for you it is you who need to recognize things within you and then only things would happen so then i was a changed person then i started with the club that you just mentioned so it was a school for which the principal is always a, a military from india a retired military from india so very strict nature uh, of school and uh, we had a school club itself um, for which i have i was not a part of but i wanted to make a different club because i was at that moment very much interested in computer and technology so i requested made the whole like what do you say a company when you register a company you need to register it with full uh, documentation and everything so according to that i made the whole proposal and gave it to the principal okay. and fortunately uh, the club was uh, started so then uh, we started working to it then we started doing different activities in the school itself then participating in different activities uh, in different schools with that club and uh, soon that club became uh, a very nice initiative in terms of putting like 35 board members and i was the president for the club and we had about 35 different board members from different different classes and different sections of the school and we made few very good events we made like the first magazine um a student led magazine in uh, in the school and i was at that moment in class like this started since class 9 of my life and i was there till class 12 the a levels that i was doing there so all these things happened and that really made me feel that i need to stand out i need to speak up for things and this might be also the case for a lot of other people which needs to be taken out and then i started into like volunteering to different organization outside my school uh, that is how i started and all these things uh give me one very interesting aspect of is is just a number because what happened was i was getting into different works i was meeting different people different even the high level people in in the country um and all these activities were somehow some bit some people started telling you were very young to do all these things so uh and and i i heard that few other people who are doing these amazing things few of my friends they heard the same thing and that is how uh, the concept of global teen hero the concept of global in terms of developing skills at early age uh, in terms of like that time i started this online portal called global cover is again to initiate things uh, talk about the things that the young people are doing around because the mainstream media at that moment was not very much focusing on the young stories so these were few things that really uh, shaped what i am doing today and uh, yeah it is very nice to remember these experiences in terms of that always gives a motivation to do more uh, of what we are doing currently i really love your sentence age is just a number um so welcome back to that i am just wondering So just to clarify so class 9 is at 15 years old right Yeah okay and ke- ke- I'm very curious about uh class captain so I've never heard of that before could you explain what what it is Okay so um the class captain is something I believe it, it is in different parts of world uh, like there is a, a boy and a girl generally uh, chosen as a class captain a class monitor kind of a thing who 
overlooks the class in the absence of teacher uh, in terms of who is shouting who is something being maintained in the uh, class or not and just uh, reported to the teacher so that is the kind of practice that the school had uh, both the schools in kathmandu that i studied for and i was uh, i was given this responsibility of uh, doing that Okay and it's a teacher who appoints the two captains. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay okay in 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 France it's usually we have a, a like a mini election to, to decide who is the captain. And but then the captain is not the role is just to you know coordinate the discussion between the class and the stu- the teacher. It's not um, overseeing the class or like saying oh this guy was shouting before you arrived. So I think it's very interesting. <laughs> but yeah no no so to come back on on glucol I mean on, on on age is not it's just a number um so you started first the glucol adventure by doing glucol kabar right yes yes that's the first initiation so how so how old were you when you started glucol kabar and wh- what was your motivation well so the people you were so glucol kabar was your first activity which was like some sort of positive media um and you wanted to highlight doers who were teenagers or any 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 doer so uh global khabar was uh, started uh, exactly in 2014 when i started uh my bachelor's first year so um w- the reason to start it was i was till then i was very much involved in the local events uh, local programs which were being done uh, local organizations as volunteer as volunteer coordinator and things as such so i was seeing a lot of people who are doing amazing things and we were ourselves uh, with different organizations doing different activities and we wanted those things to come up on media and we uh, went we did uh, like even we we carried one event and for that we started a press conference uh, and only two people two uh, reporters from different uh, media showed up right uh, and the news was uh, almost like uh, one or two uh, so and we we really worked hard for those things and that was the same story for other young people who are doing were doers in terms of different activities so that made me feel that there should be a media which talks about the things that young people are doing because at that time and even now like it has grown grown up very good in terms of sharing positive stories of young people now but at that time in about 2014 14 um we could only see the massive news of young people that is about negativity that is about young people are involved in drugs young people are involved in rapes and negative parts are majorly uh taken up right but young people have started this this is something that is coming up new by a, a a young person in the country so these were not the headlines of different media so we wanted to make these come out to people and people s- start thinking about this perspective as well so uh, that is how glocal khabar was started at that time um and, and uh, we we started talking about young people not limited to teenagers at that time uh we were talking about all and we also did a lot of different startup uh series like every week we used to come out with one startup 
which is performing very good in the country. Uh, and we uh, almost covered about 150 startups uh, in Nepal. Uh, and uh, we started covering up different stories from uh, Nepal who are doing amazing things, people, companies, uh, which are founded by young people, the initiatives that they are taking. So these were the things that we started doing. And soon uh, it gave a very good effect in terms of other medias, also the big medias also covering the young people. Maybe or may not be because of our initiation, but it, it really happened uh, in terms of um, putting forward the stories of young people uh, in the mainstream media. So now, then we started thinking um, that our effort should come out in all different spheres. And that is how uh, three months back, we have stopped the operation of Glocal Cover as such. And we started uh, putting the resources of Glocal Cover towards Glocal Teen Hero and Glocal Office School in terms of putting ourselves in skills and recognition through these platforms. And also there are blog sections on both the websites where we put all these stories and things about these amazing people as well. I see. So basically you started, so you, you started, I guess, with your other teenager friends who were doers and you were like, okay, let, let, I mean, we, we should have our initiatives in the media, but everyone is like, yeah, teenagers, they don't deserve to be on media for this. So you were like, okay, I, I just start my own media then. And more and more, it convinced, maybe not convinced, but it showed the way for other mainstream media to also showcase teenagers. And you reach, like, I guess, a level of satisfaction. So you stopped Glocal Kabar like a few months ago. Um, but now, I mean, you stopped it, but you, yeah, as you said, you, it's like, you, it's, it's as if you put some parts of Glocal Kabar in all your other initiatives to, to still continue to showcase teenagers. Very true. Very true. Okay. So, uh, exactly, uh, the whole idea of Glocal Kabar was to showcase young people, and that is what we are doing from other platforms. So, we put all the resources there itself. Uh, so that we can multiply the effect in that term. And also that gave us a good presence in, in all the things that we were doing. Uh, we, we were able to showcase that. And even because of that, um, I also went like it was initiated uh, with about 25 uh, volunteer team members, which we called at that time the army of volunteers. So uh, we had a very small kind of office, um, um, uh, very small. And all these 25 people we used to sit down there, talk. And whenever their college is off, they come uh, there, hang out, and also put on the stories of all the young people. Uh, and um, everybody was very much interested in these things. So that was something that we started. Um, and and uh, you very well said, in terms of putting all these perspectives even to other medias, we were able to have those news in different medias as well. And then we thought, okay, this is majorly a media job that the media, the established media should get on going. And our values were more of in terms of recognizing, in terms of skill development. So we started uh, focusing on that sector um, rather than the media as a whole. But we are still like getting into a lot of different collaborations with media in terms of putting these stories of teenagers and young people come out. When did you realize this? I mean, when did you 
because you started with uh, media, but when did you say, okay, actually, we, we want to focus on, on skills development? Okay. So uh, it, it also happened accidentally in terms of getting into skills development uh, was because, as I told you, I was very, in, very much into extracurriculars from class eight, nine and school. And uh, there were a few friends who were also into a lot of different uh, extracurriculars. So uh, when we were doing local cover, you understand uh, when we start something new, it is difficult to sustain it. It is difficult to manage the, the flow of expenses that, that is incurred. So uh, we started thinking of how do we sustain this and how we uh, take things forward. So one fine day, I was just looking at the newspaper and I saw that there are schools and colleges asking for extracurricular activities coordinator. Then uh, I just calculated their like general expenses of how much would they expend on um, a, a extracurricular coordinator. And then I started proposing uh, the schools and colleges in terms of as a company, we would, the team of these many people would work as your extracurricular consultants in terms of promoting in terms of managing and strategizing different extracurricular activities for your students so that their skills are developed in terms of a holistic approach. So the first one was my alma mater, my college, King's College, to, to accept the proposal. And we started the, a program called King's Multidimensional Leadership Program. And that is how Glocal started something on skill development. And when we started doing it, the traction was very good in terms of people accepting and people learning these new skills, not only the teachers, but also the students. So uh, we started and continuing doing it for different schools and colleges in Nepal. And we did few in Bangladesh as well. So that gave us the feeling that there needs to be a lot of things that needs to be done and skill development. And that is also somehow uh, at that moment, I was leaving my teenage uh, in 2015. Uh, and at, at that moment, uh, we thought that we need to start something in something like a tribute to teenagers that made us learn all these things. And other teenagers should understand that things can be done in teenage itself. So we started this platform, Global Teen Hero. So that is how we got into the skill development and teen hero and other these consulting and um, CSR things. And that is how we started even like when we were doing uh, activities with the academy, uh, academy as we also wanted to bring in the industry towards it so that it, it, it works very parallelly. Because we, as we were diving into the stories of young people and the need of skills in the market. We did a few research in terms of that. We worked, we, we currently have been also working with the Ministry of Labor, uh, Employment and Social Security in terms of finding out these activities of what skills are needed in the country. And that all related in terms of promoting more and more into skill development. And we started partnering to different banks and different corporates in supporting the skill development initiatives uh, as their CSR. And that is how everything saved up in terms of, okay, we need to focus on recognition of skills as well as promoting the skills needed uh, and working for it. That's 
really awesome uh, that you no, I really love how you <laughs> I mean it's because you know like, like from the outside Glocal is like this big machine and you do you work with all the stakeholders that you just mentioned you you have this amazing Glocal teen hero welcome back to that but yeah how it started is a bit not random but uh, like you, one university asked you I mean you, you saw a posting on university asking for extracurricular activities and you were just like with your friends okay let's organize a multi-dimensional leadership train I mean workshop training um, and then from that it just right people right. everyone was like yeah we want that too um, but how <laughs> so the <laughs> when you saw the posting did you because you said multi-dimensional leadership but did how did why why multi-dimensional leadership and uh, did you know anything about this <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a story behind that as well. So what happened was the the college was looking in terms of leadership development in terms of uh, their students, for their students, um, because they were giving a lot of different uh, avenues for students to grow up. Um, and that was a new kind of education in Nepal, which was introduced in terms of student-led uh, education, where you have facilitators in the class, but not the teachers. So that was something that the college was trying to focus on and they wanted leadership to come out of these students. So then we were just thinking about leadership as a holistic approach and uh, leadership should not just be, and leadership is majorly taken uh, um, as something uh, which is related to generally, I'm not talking at a very um, miserable, but as generally speaking, it is related in somehow as what we call in Nepali neta, which is the political side of it. So it is not only about it. It is about, or, or as a leader, you need to lead an organization. That is a general conception, but leadership is not limited to it. It might be into multidiscipline activities. If you are, you can lead in your subject, you can lead in, in taking things ahead, you can just be an intrapreneur, not an entrepreneur, and lead something. So all these aspects really uh, came as something which matters uh, in terms of the education being provided there. So that is how we called it multidimensional leadership program, where we also had a lot of industry practitioners come in board and talk to these students. Uh, we, we initiated something called job shadow uh, for the very first time where we had the teenage, we had the um, big corporate leaders uh, giving a time for the whole day for the student to be with them and understand their work of life their way of working for the whole day so we did it for one hotelier we did it for uh, the the UNDP country director that you have in Thailand right now for Reno uh, and for a lot of other um, leaders in Nepal and the students were given an opportunity to be with them for the whole day to understand how do they lead, right? So all these things came up in the picture and that is how we called it multidimensional leadership program. I see. Um, yeah, no, it, it's really great to... to because yeah, I mean, what as you said, leadership is always seen as you know, I'm, I'm something. Yeah, I'm supposed to 
be on the front line. I'm supposed to lead something, to lead people. I am supposed to be, I don't know, super powerful and stuff. But it's in every aspect of your life, and it's not necessarily this big image of leadership that we have. Um, I, I was wondering, like throughout all the years, from your high school, even before, but also to your bachelor, what was your support system? Because um, I, I don't know, but I guess because you said like everyone was telling you your age. I mean, you're too old. Uh, you're t not too old. You're too young for this stuff. Um, but what kept you going? Like, is it because you you had your community of teenagers with you, or like did your parents support you, or how how did you let go of you know society pressure, all the people pressure to to keep going and do all of this? So fortunately, I, I, I need to tell that the, the, I have been fortunate enough that I will not stop from doing things. Uh, that was one fortunate uh, thing that I had. And I have been promoting that to all the teenagers, or parents that I see. That I was given a chance, an opportunity to do whatever uh, is good for my life. But but focusing on your studies, which I was an average student. I am an average student uh, in terms of all these things uh, as a student. So that was something that my parents always told majorly to focus. But apart from that, if you are participating in any extracurricular, if you are doing something um, for, from your passion, go ahead, do that thing. Study whatever you want to study, but, uh, but, but do good in that. Uh, so that was a support that I was given and I, I was fortunate enough. And as I told you, there were these teachers uh, in my school somehow. They were very supportive in terms of whatever I was doing, uh, in terms of supporting me and preparing everything. So these were very good support systems that I got, right? And uh, the people that I met, yes, there were a lot of like when I was going to different government offices or different Uh, things uh, or different places, there were instances that told me that this is something which you should not do or, or at least their version of saying anything was on this line. But there were a few people uh, which who always supported since, uh, uh, since the beginning in terms, of, in terms of supporting in the activities that I was doing in terms of trusting Uh, and things that I was doing. And also the group of the volunteers that I told you who were working with us uh, in terms of we were working together in uh, making things ahead. That was a very big support system. And all these things were uh, like they, they needed some resources, which were generally uh, very low. It, it was very low in terms of sustaining um, the whole thing that I was doing at that moment. It was nothing as big as I told you, volunteers. It was voluntarily done by few of the good friends that I had, few of uh, the people who were interested in the whole subject of the work that we were doing. So they were voluntarily working. So there was a very less resources which was needed. And somehow we were able to manage it from, from putting a small ad on the website or putting um, our or started when and that was a time when we started this multi-dimensional leadership program that was a time then we started 
actually um, gaining something as for the company in terms of sustaining and expanding it um, to what we are today. So these were the small, like I, I was always, and I always even look for every small opportunities. I do not consider any opportunities to be a big or small. I consider them to be a step forward in terms of moving ahead in what you are doing. So we considered every, every bit of things that we could get. And uh, that is how we were able to collect the resources that we uh, needed for sustaining and expanding what we are doing. Yeah. So I really want to, yeah, to ask you on how you switch from volunteer basis to more like social enterprise. But first I want to ask how, you, because you mentioned Yeah, I mean, you were always into, I do a lot of extracurricular activities, and as long as I follow what I'm very passionate about, everything is fine. But how, how, how did you realize this so early in your life? Because not, not, I mean, this is something, I mean, I, yeah, how, how do you realize this so early? So um, the, the instance that I told you from the school uh, was, and, and that really, uh, put me forward that things need to be done, right? And I was not a very good student. So uh, I never thought that I would score 95% and that would be my uh, unique selling point or that would be something that would give me something in terms of um, my identity or in terms of doing something good or, or anything as such because that was not my forte. That is what I thought. So if not that, I was very much interested in, in putting forward uh, things to, to people. And somehow that interest came into me. I don't know exactly how, but somehow it came. And, and that is what I followed. I started putting it forward. And slowly when I was meeting people, I really like meeting people, discussing things, putting forward ideas, listening to ideas, and, and learning those things. So these all things started remaining there. And that is where I, I started um, seeing my future into, into networking, into uh, putting forward um, different services to different businesses, working in the sector of education, because I also somehow felt that the education that we are learning is majorly into just mugging up, giving exams. And that is where I wanted to see a practical approach to it. And that is where we started all those, the job shadow and all the other things. Because that is where we, we actually learn things and in, in from the practical life. So that one instance uh, really made me feel that we should be getting into it. But as you said, the early age, I would say that I was even more um, like, that age was not very early to what I see the age of teenagers, which we work today at 13, at 14, at 15, they are doing so much that I was not even able to think at that moment. Um, the teenagers that we have been recognizing from different parts of the world, they are like getting things done uh, at a very, very early age than even like what you are telling in terms of my age was uh, actually lower. I am seeing the teenagers of 11 years old starting to do something And we are able to award them in the age of 15. So that is something that really inspires me and shows me that what we have been doing, actually the generations that are coming up are doing much more in 
their own early years and they need a small thing called the boost and the and and encouragement yes you are doing good and you should move ahead about it you are doing something very good you need to change a bit in terms of it and and take it forward so these are the things that that really came up so yeah on that so for the story again uh so with linka who interviewed in the first episode we organized the movers workshop for global uh, community and we were like so impressed by your the teenagers you work with you know really really like yeah some people were 13 and i felt like i was speaking to people who were 35 years old and that they achieved much more than me <laughs> so i yeah it's really impressive uh, but yeah do you have some examples or of teenagers you are working with yeah surely 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 so uh, like See, we started this e-learning platform right now, but there is a teenager who was awarded as Global Teen Hero in 2019. Uh, he is somebody who teaches to 13,000 plus people around the world using Udemy.com, sitting in a rural place in Nepal. Not a rural place, but in the southern uh, part of the country. And... Uh, from udemy.com and he teaches python language to about 13000 teenagers and he is himself 16 years old right and his course sells for 9.99 dollars right so uh, what i'm trying to say here is a person who is sitting back there in the, in his home he's himself studying at the age of 16 and he was doing that for about 2 years so we should see that he was doing it from about 14, 15 years, and he has about 13,000 students, a teenager having a 13,000 students, not only in Nepal, but around the world. That is super impressive, right? Uh, there are teenagers who like make robots, um, a Nepali-speaking robot. At the time of corona, when people are frightened, people are thinking what to do, these teenagers are making uh, their own robot which speaks Nepali and which works as a nurse in different hospitals. Right, so that is one. There are teenagers like who uh, who started the very first, and that was our first global teen hero in 2015. Uh, she was she started the first child friendly local government. She started working for it with a team uh, for making the making her village development committee to understand that the village should be child friendly, and they made an example that the her VDC became the first child-friendly local government in Nepal. And that was replicated around the, around the country, right? So these are a few teenagers, like teenager who, uh, who is teenager herself, she sees her uh, aunt to be uh, kidnapped. And there is a custom in one part of Nepal that the girls are kidnapped. And then um, the, the person who kidnapped her uh, gets the right to marry her. Right. So she saw this as a teenager. She started working uh, against it. She started working against it, and she really uh, have lowered down the number in that community of these kidnapped marriages. And she worked. Start started working with different police committees, the mother groups, and things as such. And she started uh, show up different things to to these people. So and they and like there are these amazing examples. Um, uh, we have awarded about 76 teenagers in the country 
uh, till now uh, out of about um, 300 applications at minimum every year uh, in the average so we have awarded about 76 in nepal six in sri lanka six in india so these these are really uh, some of the examples which like there are amazing things that these teenagers are doing so yeah to to come back to link that with glocal so basically your the, the work of glocal is to identify them and then like showcase them make them connect with each other as well so that they don't feel alone and and look and, and continue on the skills development um and then yeah basically once they are part of the glocal community you just try to support them as as much as possible yeah so and basically uh, what we actually do there is the glocal team hero project of glocal is recognizing them we put forward different skills for them we uh, we think of connecting them so we are just a platform we do not actually give out anything to them we are a platform that provides the range of opportunities in front of them and they are themselves given an opportunity to choose whatever opportunity that they want to take up and how they want to use it in their life and uh, we make this uh, alumni group uh, and every week uh, there is a person in the team who calls them who understands what they are doing now and are there any hurdles that they are facing and we try to solve it so that is the kind of the function that teen hero really does and you call it with glocal teen hero you call it 20 under 20 right Yes, yes, yes. And how I I'm wondering how because you started it, you you awarded your first I mean your the the first uh, teen teen global teen hero in 2015 and how like how do you I mean was it already a, a big thing? I mean in in Nepal like okay uh, yeah, I'm not sure how to phrase that. Um, but I mean, like you know, like Forbes and the Under Thirty, everyone knows what it is. Uh, how how do you set up this authority or legitimacy for okay. Local Teen Hero? Yeah, that's that's really interesting. So in the, so twenty under twenty was started something from only two thousand seventeen. Before that, we did not have any twenty under twenty thing. So basically, uh, what we do is since two thousand fifteen, the Local Teen Hero was there. So there is a process. of how the teenagers are selected we do have an impact metrics which um, the jury needs to sign up give marks and accordingly we do so the whole process there is a whole process that we explain to people uh, because of the legitimacy and also so to so that that this is something that really matters uh, in sense that we do have a jury from industry from uh bureaucracy from politics from like celebrities of the country uh to show that these people are back backing up these teenagers uh, like there are juries who are the leaders of different leaders in sense of the ceos the chairmen of different companies different bureaucracies so all these people choose these teenagers number one number two there is a whole process so first we go around the country we uh there is a free application that these teenagers have to fill in with all the evidences backing up what they are writing so once they do this uh all the applications are taken care of we shortlist at the first phase in terms of complete applications in terms of validating what they have written is right or wrong 
uh, and all these things once done, we give the chunk of those applications to our juries. They individually mark them according to their senses, according to their way of thinking. Uh, and we accumulate all these juries marks. These juries are ranging from five people to seven people, depending on different years. So all these marks are then accumulated together. And then the top 20 of these accumulated marks uh, are termed as locals 20 under 20. Then these 20 people's application are again seen as a group of juries. So the, the same juries now sit down together and looks at all these applications. And then we find out with a consensus among the whole jury members, the top six, the finalists of Global Team Hero. When these people are brought to Kathmandu uh, in Nepal, in India, it's Pune, in Sri Lanka, it's Colombo. They are brought to the host city. And then we, uh, we look into these uh, people. We have different trainings. We have different mentorship sessions for these six people uh, with that we carry out. And at the end, the last day, which in Nepal is always 1st of September, unfortunately, for, because of uh, COVID-19, we were not able to do it in 1st of September. We are doing it in December 12th uh, in Nepal. So all these teenagers, uh, six teenagers, have to go through uh, interview, face-to-face -face interview. In the first phase, when we are selecting 20 under 20, we see from the approach of impact that they have created. In the second phase of seeing the top six, we uh, see the approach of their sustainability and their level of growth. In the third phase, we see at the interview, the attitude and aptitude towards the future. So these are the criteria that we see, and one is then selected as Global Teen Hero of the Year. So also these top six have this voting facility where only 20% of the whole marks is carried from that in terms of putting the public uh, acceptance of what they are doing as well. So that is something uh, that is carried out in terms of looking at these teenagers. The jury, we do not have any say on selection of these teenagers or anything, but these independent juries uh, select them and then we felicitate them. Okay, so yeah, basically on one side it's a difficult process. So like the teenagers, they feel, okay, I deserved it. So it's a real thing. And from the society perspective, they see that it's a difficult process, but they also see like you know, the CEO of the country, the CEOs of the country who vouch for these teenagers so they are like okay it's not random people uh, it's not a random organization so they actually have a big impact and yeah i guess and over the years you create a hype around it so now it's a thing right 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 and and actually at the main day event what we do is we call one of the um sitting minister from the cabinet itself to come and award these teenagers so that it, they feel a, a, a sense of pride. Their parents see a sense of pride that these, this is my child and uh, not because of getting 95% in the education, but because of really practicing that education and skills in their work, they have achieved this. So that is what we do. We telecast this live on the national television so that this is created as an award itself. Um, and, and the social media and media that we use to, to promote them. So yes, so that is how we try to make it more 
um, convincing for people in terms of accepting uh, the awarded teenagers and also see them as an example that if other teenagers are doing something, we need to support them. Mm. I think it's very yeah important that you mention the parents because they feel proud of of their kids and they realize actually their kids have been doing something. I mean, maybe their kids is not excellent at school, but maybe it's a part that they haven't seen before. But now that their kid in the national television, they meet the ministers, they're like, oh, actually, my kid is, is doing something pretty cool. So, Very true. Like you see, uh, just the point I want to mention is not somebody, not everybody can be good at one particular thing. They might be good at anything that, uh, that is under the sun. And for whatever good that they are doing, they need to be encouraged. For they need to be uh, applauded so that they see themselves as not less in terms of things, right? Because different people have different level of knowledge. Different people have different level of works that they can do. And every work should be appreciated. That is the whole motto of Global Teen Hero. In terms of like, we accept everything. We accept everything that you can bring to the table which shows impact to the society. And anything can be awarded if the impact is really high. So the whole objective of Global Teen Hero lies in two things. One is encouraging the people who we awarded so that they do better in what they are doing and they see a value of doing those things. And the second is to exemplify these teenagers for other teenagers and young people in Nepal and in whenever, wherever we are doing, to see that once a teenager has done something, he or she is being recognized. So there is a future of things that I have been doing. So that is one, we, one thing that we want to create. And lastly, I would just, I, for this, this particular thing to conclude uh, in what I'm trying to say is, uh, there was this Judy who uh, came up and shared about everything. And at the end, he said, and he is a very um, renowned industrialist in Nepal. Uh, he, he came and said about the teenagers who are being judged and who are being awarded. They are nothing less than a hope that the future of the country is bright. Right. So this statement shows that the acceptance of teenager in the community has already been seen. And these teenagers are really working towards their things and things that matters and they need to be encouraged. I love it. It's really about, yeah, teenagers can be part of the solution. They're just not, they're just not, uh, they're just Wait, they're not just kids going to schools. They are can they can lead movement. They can create whatever and have a big impact. And I think what you said is really really good. Like you know, uh, 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 how to say like yeah, putting role models on the spotlight to to inspire other teenagers. But also, like what I understood from you is because I think you know throughout your life you need encouragement when you do something good. But I guess even more when you're a teenager because there are so many forces or pressure from wherever that tend not to encourage you to, to, do, to do this. So it's even more important to encourage teenagers when they are doing cool things uh, so that they continue. Very true. So yeah, would you, do, you, do you hope to have uh, like some sort of global 20, uh, uh, yeah, 20 under 20? 
at some point yes 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 so that was actually uh, a plan for this year itself which we are not able to do not at a global level but at the south asian level so the whole plan was to get local teen heroes going at the same level in all the south asian countries we had already fixed in for and we are planning even this time to do it virtually um for the all the other remaining countries we have already done it in sri lanka uh, we are doing it in india and in next 9 days from today uh, is the sorry in next 14 days uh, are left for the applications in india for teenagers to apply and then we will do an event virtual event in india we are doing the same in nepal we are uh, about to do that in bangladesh as well in afghanistan in maldives and bhutan and the whole plan was this september the september 1st that just went away uh, we wanted to do um, the south asian local teen hero for the very first time in kathmandu and we were very much prepared for it but all these travel restrictions and everything we have postponed it but next year if things are going very well we will surely have the south asian local teen hero uh, in kathmandu and meanwhile if we are able to extend the first extension after south asian is the asian countries that we want to move and by south asian i just mean the indian subcontinent uh and then uh, we want to move towards the asian countries and then the african countries so the aim is really to put forward global teen heroes in all the countries um because uh, we also started global international teen conference for which there are teenagers from about 30 different countries who have came and participated in nepal in last 3 years uh, in terms of as a presenter as a speaker or as just a uh, participant but and they have come and they are on our almanai radar uh, and they are doing amazing things we really see that works that are being done in ghana in uh, nigeria and jamaica uh, in us in uk uh, in and thailand so we are really looking forward in terms of putting uh, our efforts in placing local teen heroes in all the countries uh, of the world but we are looking for it we are uh looking for partners local partners around the world uh to make this really happen um because we have also taken it as a franchise model that we provide a global teen hero to all different countries and that is how the whole brand of global teen hero is able to travel uh along with the local partners that we have and we uh, award these teenagers uh, alongside Okay so to all the listeners contact Ashish if you want to be part of this crazy adventure. So yeah basically it's just a start for you. I mean not just a start but it it's but yeah you have your 10 year plan. Uh, so great to see. Um and yeah like uh, uh, like beyond global teen hero what what's next for global in general? so for global um, the next thing that we are doing as i told you that we have introduced this e learning platform so we are really working forward to it because we were already in the uh, space of training and development physically now we really want to um, put on our resources in terms of establishing this e learning platform for schools for corporates and also for general learners that we are trying to do so that is something that is taking a lot of our time then we are also working in terms of uh, making the skill um, solutions uh, really better in terms of also collaborating with government of nepal um, and uh, putting forward different 
resources in, in the same sphere. So apart from Glocal Teen Hero, I would say Glocal After School, the e-learning platform, the skilling uh, um, works that we have been doing is the major focus. Also, our very long-term plan, I don't, I, we are working towards it, but I don't know when uh, it is going to happen, is skill uh, university uh, kind of a thing where you can come up and learn different universe, different skills uh, by working rather than just studying. There will be theoretical part of it. We are already running the uh, technical courses of hospitality, uh, of agriculture and things as such, but we really want to grow on that uh, area as well as a college and institution itself. That sounds super good. Um, so Yeah, no, no. I mean, I really always loved how you try to include every stakeholder, you know, like the university who are the ones who traditionally provide the skills and employers who are who will be looking for people for the, with the right skills. Um, and you're trying, yeah, you're the master of ceremony, just trying to <laughs> put everyone together. Yeah. So, yeah, as we are approaching uh, the end of the interview, I will conclude with my two final questions that I ask to everyone uh, because we spoke a lot about the past, uh, a bit about the present and a lot about the, I mean, we started to speak about the future. So now I have a question for you, um, which is how do you want people to know you for and to remember you? Okay. So uh, to know me, I when I started things uh, at time, um, you see like when you get into entrepreneurship, sometimes you start feeling that you are doing amazing and and these things need to come out and you need to really put on your name in front of things, right? So that was also with me, and I I like it has not been long, but I have learned that it is not about me. So the thing that I want to be known for is the works that I have been doing. And that particular work, for example, Glocal. So wherever I would like, and I would, I would really be interested in people knowing me by the name of Glocal rather than knowing me and then Glocal. So I really feel happy when people say about Glocal uh, things that it does, and then they know that, okay, this is the person that is doing it. So that is something that I want to be known for, uh, as in I, I want to be known uh, for the works that Glocal does um, and and the, the the name of Glocal coming before it. Uh, and what was your second question? Yeah, what? How remember you... for. Yeah. Remember for. So uh, for remembrance, I would like to be remembered as somebody who has worked in terms of putting all the stakeholders together as you rightly mentioned i really like putting everything in a simple uh, one basket like when we are doing local teen hero or when we are doing after school or when we are doing csr everything is related about recognizing and providing skills so i really want to be remembered as somebody who can connect the dots of everything towards the same objective that uh, the person is trying to make Yeah, I think your Twitter is really that you found something much bigger than yourself and just try to work towards that. So it's what I 
I sense from from your answer. Um, and yeah, so uh, my ultimate question is: How would you describe yourself in three hashtags? Three hashtags. Okay, I would describe myself in three hashtags. Still, I would disca- describe myself as hashtag introvert because I'm not very much uh, into uh, extrovert things. So hashtag introvert, hashtag uh, collaboration, hashtag uh, on time. On time? On time. <laughs> so like you're never late? <laughs> I try to. Somehow, it, 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 the day I become late for anything, that is the biggest guilt that I uh, ever have. I have the same. I, I hate being late, and <laughs> so, I, I really hate that. Okay, so introvert collaboration on time, cool. And where where can people find you, or how can people contact you if they want to be involved with Glocal? Sure, uh, I'd love to get connected. They can contact me in Facebook, Twitter, uh, Insta. Uh, With with the same name A S I S H T H A K U R, wherever it is, it's the same name. Uh, and also, if they want to connect to me via email, it's my name Thakur T H A K U R A S I S H at glocalnepal dot com. Okay, so pretty much everywhere you are ready to to connect with people. Everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, yeah, no, thank you so much for this great conversation I, I loved knowing more about Glocal uh, your vision and how it all started uh, yeah thank you so much Ashish thank you so much Dean thank you so much for having me in your podcast uh, I really enjoyed remembering all, everything from past and also talking to you is always fun thank you thank you it makes me so happy <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the crazy journey of Ashish which started very very early in his life and yes yeah, he mentioned if you want to bring 20 under 20 in your country feel free to contact Ashish if you want to know anything about Glocal as well and support them and also tell them that this interview was amazing feel free to contact him yeah of course don't forget to subscribe to Lifeline on any platform that you are using and also to share with your friends if you enjoyed this episode mm-hmm.